0: Hello and welcome to season three of Here to Edify. For those of you that have been waiting with anticipation, thank you so much. Like that means a lot to me because in full disclosure, there was a minute there where I did not know if I would be coming back for a third season, but by the grace of God, I'm here and I'm excited. Uh, Not just that I'm back, but I'm excited that um, I am back with a co-host, y'all. Keturah Wright will be co-hosting this season with me. And uh, I just think she is going to be a massive uh, asset to this podcast. Last time that I was here was in April of 2021. It is now November. And yeah, guys, just during that time, I was like, man, I really want to acknowledge what I had kind of been feeling was that I would like a co-host I would like someone to bounce ideas off of I would like someone to just banter back and forth with but also someone that is different from me so we actually are able to um, engage in conversation in a way that is not just kind of affirming what the other person is saying. Um, and so Katora came to mind and I will say she is the only person that ever came to mind. But I was kind of like, I don't know. I don't know if she'll really be interested in this. And fast forward to August of this year and we're sitting down having dinner for my birthday. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to mention this to her. And turns out she was, uh, yeah, just more than excited to hop on this thing with me. And um, now we are here in November And we are putting out our first episode um, together. So you'll hear a lot more about uh, how we met, about how um, this came about, this partnership came about as we go along. But um, I think this will be a great first episode. We'll be talking about friendship for you to just get a little uh, taste of who Couture is, uh, a little more about who I am and then together uh, who we are. Um, and so yeah, I'm really I'm really excited. We have some super amazing topics that we are going to be going through this season. Uh, we're going to kind of share the mic in regard to interviewing. So there will be um, podcast episodes where Keturah is heavier on the interviewing side. Podcast episodes where I'm heavier on the um, interviewing side, and I can't wait to hear the feedback. So guys, please let us know what you think. But yeah, let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. Only talk I do is edifying. They say preach. They say church when I'm testifying. So hey, to like kind of body. break the ice, let's start with maybe Katura, you just give us a little bit about yourself and then we'll go into the ice icebreakers that we already had.
1: Okay, cool. Um I am Katura Wright. I am from Louisville, Kentucky. That is where me and Astrid met, the yes. greatest in the Midwest. Chicago Hush, um, <laughs> and uh, I am. I've been saved since I was eight, but that's when I got baptized. I would say I started actually walking with the Lord and realizing like how important a personal relationship is with Him in college, really. And then um, I married. I've been married for three years this year, and I am twenty six. Stop me when I say something irrelevant. I don't know what <laughs> else should be in this intro. No, this is good. And we're both dog moms. Yes. That's all you need to know.
0: Colo yes. <laughs> and Langston. Besties. <laughs> um, but this episode we will be diving into the topic of friendship, which I actually think is kind of perfect because it will um it'll say a lot about us as we dive into our um, just friendship journeys along the way, how we have grown into the friends that we are today. But also you're 26. I'm 28. We are in that space where you know everyone wants to write an article about like how how do you make friends as adults because it is the worst yes. in this age frame. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I think it. I think it's just really it's a relevant topic and hopefully we'll bring something new to the table because like I said I know this is something that many people have talked about mm-hmm. but um
1: yeah I think this will be good. So just to get you in the mindset, do you have like a best friend from growing up that you remember? That's like your ride or die. They
0: don't have to be anyone you even remotely talk to today. But <laughs> who was your childhood buddy? Yeah, my my close friend from childhood, her name was Courtney. When I think of like, who was your best friend from childhood? That's always the name, the person I go back to. Um, was I, she like a neighborhood friend, church, school? Was, Actually a church friend. Okay. I would spend a lot of time um, over her house. Like I would do sleepovers. Funny thing is I hate sleepovers and I hated them as a child. <laughs> but <laughs> I really enjoyed her, her mom, her family. Um, so yeah, what about yourself? That's what's
1: so, that is so fun. I do not like sleepovers either (laughs) I actively did not like them as a child I like my space Mm -hmm. I don't like when people come to my space and touch my things so if we do do one I will go to yours but um, when I think about ride or die childhood friends it's two of them and that's because we were like a package deal it's also (laughs) church friends I spent a lot of time in church growing up my dad's a pastor and um, both of these girls, Kishan and Erica, shout out to them. <laughs> we are all like, very like in different spaces right now as adults. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious just like to be social media friends and see where we are. But yeah, we like did everything together. Talent yeah. shows, in basements, unprompted.
0: Oh, (laughs) all of that. I love it. No, it's crazy. And then, yeah, so it sounds like you all are not like, you don't really talk as much now. Not at
1: all. We are all so different now.
0: Yeah. And I think that's crazy because you think about it, it's like, man, we are like, this is life. This is, you know, going to be forever. And then you're like, oh, wow, we're like, doing different things and you know na- no animosity but it's just like wow like mm-hmm. life will change and mm-hmm. go ways that you never imagined
1: when i was younger i thought when you're no longer friends with people it had to be animosity mm. but like growing up i saw very quickly like oh that's not the case yeah it's just like people have seasons in your life and i was trying to explain this to i'm a high school counselor y'all i should have said that <laughs> i tried to explain this to one of my high schoolers i was like look these people that are stressing you out right now, you're a senior. Like they might not even be relevant to you this time next year, Mm -hmm. let alone past that. Like, please just get the year senior year. Like this girl is going through it. But yeah, that's when I started learning. These people are for seasons, not Mm -hmm. everyone. And you don't necessarily have to treat people like that, but just keep that in mind as things Mm -hmm. change. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, that's good.
1: And I guess that takes us into types of friendships. I was going to ask you when you think of friendships and types, do you have like categories for friends and like, what do those look like?
0: Yeah, so I think realistically, um to say I have categories of friends, it kind of makes me cringe cuz sometimes it just sounds not yeah. nice. Yeah. But realistically I do. I compartmentalize, I have, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have the friends that I'm like like we I would say are the closest, not even necessarily in proximity, mm-hmm. but in the whole are you, you know, um confessing your sins one to another? Are you all like, you know, just able to your family is my family and we're really taking this on. I have that. I have friends where um, I really do view them as family, but we don't talk as much. And they're mm-hmm. probably not the people I'm running to when something major happens, not because I can't, mm-hmm. but it's just, there's just a little bit more separation, you know? Right. And so I was like, look, I'll update you when we do touch base, but I'm probably not, you know, hitting you. It's an active everyday thing. Exactly. Um, and then I have people where I, I talk to a lot, but I'm realizing and I'm actually still processing through that. I, I don't feel as comfortable to be fully bare, but we do talk a lot. Mm -hmm. And so that's an interesting Mm -hmm. piece as well.
1: And a lot of that has to do with proximity. Mm -hmm. So like, oh, when I was thinking about categories, I was like work friends. Hypothetically, you Mm -hmm. see your work friends five days a week. You see them more than anybody. Yeah, Y'all might talk a lot, but they might never get to like the depths of your soul. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, um, when i was in you know when we were in school you got your school friends but then you have your friends that are like family from back where you were if you went to school in a okay. different proximity yeah. than your uh like where you grew up and then like you said i have friends but it feels funny to call them friends because they really like my family like mm. they're really very much yeah. like i wouldn't even call you my friend you're my sis like, yeah. yeah and they might not be people be people that you talk to every day they might be people you catch up with every month but like
0: when you see each other you pick up easy yeah yeah no that's good even even just the difference in types because like so learning more about us i freelance so Mm -hmm. a lot of my work is either from home or more recently like just touch base you know like hey i did this project um so that category for me is like what's a work friend like (laughs) Like, um a work acquaintance yeah yeah
1: (laughs) and mine is different uh like, my job, I mean, high school, college, those jobs, I was closer to those people. Okay. But going into education world, just a random blurb, like, I'm always the youngest in the building. My position right now, I'm the only black one. Mm. So, it's like, these are just more like colleagues. Yeah. Like, yeah. I see yeah. you and talk to you every day, but they don't even know my husband's name. Like, yeah. so we just don't talk like that. <laughs> so, how have you, like the evolution of the friend that you are so you talked about what was her name courtney yes where you would you think that you and courtney like had it down like y'all bffs you were a good friend to her or do you think like maybe you learned some lessons from courtney or even friends along the road that just kind of like showed you oh like this is what a friend
0: should do shouldn't do was it on your end or their end that you learned it had that go your progression as a friend yeah so i spent a large part of my life as a trash friend Same same. time, but thank God for, um, you know, maturity (laughs) (laughs) and learning, (laughs) amen. So, when I think of Courtney, to put that in a category, I think of very young, like very, very young, where it's kind of like this is my friend because I see her all the time, and like, like that's what friendship is. So, that would be there. Then, when I jump to like high school, um, or you know, we can smush middle and high school and all that together, Mm -hmm. um. I just remember kind of as you talk about your kids and them going through same, you know, just being like, (laughs) you know, I literally would talk to to different girls and be like, girl, yeah. And then when we have our kids and they meet up and now I look back and I'm like, I don't know where you are. Like even Mm -hmm. on social media, Mm -hmm. I don't know where Mm -hmm. you are. Yeah. And so I was and talking forever. It was so step. permanent. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes.
1: So even talking in those phases, like elementary school, that age group, I remember being a super possessive friend. Mm. Like that's the friend that I initially was. I remember distinctly one day on the playground crying because this girl that I wanted to be my best friend and my best friend only went to hang out with these two other kids, and I was like, "This is unacceptable. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is completely unacceptable." And I had to like wrap my head around and. I look forward to having these conversations with like future kids or anything like that. But, I just had to wrap my head around like, your friend can mm-hmm. be multiple. You can have more friends, they yeah. can have more friends. And so elementary, yeah, I was not a good friend. I don't know what I was. I was just going
0: through things. And best friend was like, uh, you hit gold. Yes, and, and so, I think that's
1: what yeah. made me like, I don't think I've called anyone my best friend since maybe then. Girl, like I yeah. like that thing, it's like a cuss word to me. Yes. I'm like, I don't want to call anybody <laughs>
0: my best friend. That is such a strong like That's the curse that'll be like, we won't be friends now because yes. I taught you that.
1: <laughs> exactly. And I don't like that's like choosing favorites. I don't like mm-hmm. choosing my favorite anything. Yeah. If you ask me, Kotura, what's your favorite food? Can't choose. <laughs> I also can I tell you who my best friend is. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's just not something I like to do. And then um moving into middle school I, in high school was just so weird for me. I was just trying to like keep my head above water. Mm-hmm. So like a little background, I went to private school until eighth grade. And so <laughs> I was Me too. Disp- Crazy out of water. <laughs> I was this fish out of water, the only black girl in my grade until I went to the eighth grade. And mm-hmm. so for kindergarten through seventh grade just feels like a blur of like yes. I y'all don't understand me or mm-hmm. my culture, but I'm here. I'm trying to be social. And I was. Like mm-hmm. I got so far as having sleepovers with girls and stuff like that, but none of it felt like lasting. And it's not. Like yeah. I know them on social media, but none of those friendships like went past then. Mm-hmm. And then I got to public school for eighth grade through 12th grade and loved it. Loved everyone there, which is super hype that I was Mm -hmm. like seeing people of my color, but I was so, uh, self-conscious about, I don't want to be like, most people were like, you're this white acting black girl. Like we don't understand Mm -hmm. you. Like you clearly stand out. And I didn't want to be that person. And then I tried to overcompensate and like most of the black students from my school were from like another side of town had a totally different culture And so if you lived on my side of town, it was typically the white kids. Mm -hmm. And so like, even to my black peers, I had to like overcompensate in like some stuff. I don't even like, that wasn't really my life just to feel like I had to fit in. Mm -hmm. So when I talk about high school, I'm like, I was cool with people and I talked to people and we laughed and hung and whatever, but like none of those people really know the real me at all. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. those, um, like I called them my friends then, but again, Going into college, like, those kind of friendships, they, they died. Like, yeah. that season ended. And I always feel bad now looking on Facebook because I'm like, why there in such and such, such as wedding? Like, these yeah. people are friend yes. friends. <laughs> like, they were best friends in high school and they are best friends now. Yeah. That is wild. No. And I'm just like, sometimes I have regret because I'm like, why weren't you a better friend? Why weren't mm. you, like, open? You had these experiences. You had these times. But, yeah, proximity and all of that. Everybody went to college in different places. Mm-hmm. That just messed it up. And yeah. I was like, I mean, I don't have, like, a lot of regrets because – I think the Lord has placed who needs to be in my life now, now. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's crazy looking back and be like, was I a bad friend? I don't think I was a bad one. I was just like a
0: non-existent.
1: Like you don't know
0: me. Yeah. Uh, And I think, yeah, I think like high school is a pivotal time. We're like, yeah, either you have people where like I have a cousin, she, her, her best friend. They have literally known each other. I want to say since middle school. And I'm like, wow. Like wow!
1: I had one friend from middle school that was in my wedding, and mm. every time I talk to her, I'm like, I'm shocked that we
0: are here. <laughs> but it's
1: because we both have a no pressure attitude
0: Yeah. like like
1: it's okay if we don't talk for weeks. Mm-hmm. We both are very very graceful in that. And
0: I think it's the type of people because so as I said, same did not go to. I went to private school all the way up until eighth grade. Eighth grade to senior year was a uh, uh, public school. Um, and and I would say too, it was like this. I'm here, but I also hated high school. So I was mm-hmm. kind of like, I'm trying to get out. Yeah. And so I guess also to give a, a slight zoom in on what, what I was dealing with or wh- where I was, um, I was trying to graduate high school in three years. Mm-hmm. So the class that I was in, I wasn't going to graduate with them. Um, so I was okay. kind of like, I'm here and I'm happy and and y'all are cool, but I'm also trying to graduate. Yeah. And so my mind was more so there. Mm -hmm. And if you were fast forward, I have one friend from high school. And I think it's similar to what you're saying. She was just had a maturity about her Mm -hmm. where it was kind of just like, listen, we cool. She's from Sierra Leone. And I remember her always telling me like, listen, girl, no, we're both black. Like, don't (laughs) try to put no, but you're African. And I'm like, she was like, no, listen, we're both black. Yes. We know that there's different culture there, Mm -hmm. but she just had there was just something about her where I and I honestly I say she was the reason she's the reason why we're still friends now, because even when I came back from college one summer, I I don't know what prompted me because I'm usually the person that's like, oh, I don't want to text or, or reach mm-hmm. out. But, like, she came and she was like, oh, my goodness, hey. And yeah. just, like, started talking yeah. like we had just seen each yes. other a week before. And I love that. I love yes. where you could just pick back up. Yes. Like, I do not
1: like – like you know those people, too, that you're like, if I hit them up, I'm going to hear about it, how we ain't talked in yes. a year. <laughs> and it's just like, that's not necessary. Or they're going to be weird. Life they're happens. Be, yes. yes. Or act like you're two completely different people, which maybe you are. But after a quick catch-up, you will see, like, the things that are the root of you are still yes. there. The reason that y'all are still cool. Yeah.
0: And so I think stuff like that – I honestly I'm thinking about that now that was probably a small shift in me mm-hmm. of like oh so this like friendship can be this mm-hmm. so I'm don't see you every day mm-hmm. and I should say she actually was in my graduating class okay and so we you know started off being friends where she was like oh this girl is in my Spanish class she's constantly giggling I don't got time for her <laughs> but then we got sat next to each other um because the teacher would always change the seating I guess every um, semester and she was like oh you're actually cool and we just that like, is exactly <gasps> how
1: me and my friend dad had since middle school like really? both of us are k smith and just being alphabetical mm. our teacher put us next to each other and again she was very mature for her yeah. age and we were uh, yeah immediately the vibes were just there and we've been there ever since so that's hilarious yeah thank you teachers right You're people <laughs> in the way that you do and making friendships that at last <laughs> So when you look back at, like, that evolution, is there one or maybe two friendships that, like, really affected you? Like, maybe it was negatively or positively, they just really taught you, like, hey, moving forward, I have to move like this with friends or, like, think in this way.
0: Yeah, so if we jump again to uh, to college. Yep, totally um, friendship. Build. Yeah, that I will say when my big view of friendship, like, got a crack in it where, mm-hmm. all right, this is going to really start shifting. Mm-hmm. Um. So when I say I was a trash friend, Yes, there are many, you know, many reasons behind that, but one of the big ones is when stuff got tough, I would pre-mourn. I'd be like, mm-hmm. "Okay, we're going to have to let these people mm-hmm. go." So, I'd be like, "All right, you know, breathe, you know, breathe in, breathe out. We you about to lose a friend. You know, mm-hmm. this this is this is me quote-unquote mourning it, mm-hmm. preparing mm-hmm. to lose this friend and just kind of being like, "All right, well, that's it." Um so, freshman year of um undergrad, freshman year of college, Um, I hung out very closely with this guy and this girl and we were, we were kind of like the three of us. We, um, we hung together really close. I can't even remember what it was now, but there was some sort of rift Mm -hmm. and I saw the girl. Um, she would kind of like, she was kind of honestly, like I probably would have handled things like, well, it's not working out. Like, all right, bye, whatever. But I remember the guy Denzel, um, because he's literally, that's my brother. Um, He came to my room and he like, I remember I'm sitting on the bed and he's like sitting in a chair in front of me. And he's like, all right, let's talk about this. Yeah. Like I'm bawling tears coming down my eyes because y'all I'm a cry baby. And I'm like, <laughs> so da and this is just how I feel. And I feel like da And he just sat there and was like, all right, I hear you. Okay. And, and like, that was the first time in my life. hmm. That one, I saw someone like fighting Mm -hmm. for a friendship. Yes. And then it was just like, wait, 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 we can have a disagreement and come back. Yeah. No, that's like a a revolutionary moment.
1: (laughs) Because when I think about like the friendships that I had that failed in high school, it was like, oh, cut off. Yeah. (laughs) It's done. Mm -hmm. Ain't no coming back from that. And I mean, I think we used to talk about girls. I would talk about girls that'd be like, oh, they hate each other this week and they best friends the next week. That's weird. But I mean, at least they came back together. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Maybe in toxic ways. But no, if you saw me with somebody and it was known that we had some issues, which that only literally, I can think of one high school friend that it was like a, it wasn't a natural fall off. Like we fell out and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, we're not having a discussion, like mm-hmm. it's a wrap. And so, um, but that's not healthy. Like yeah. you said, like yeah. the moment where you have to sit there with a friend and talk it out, that's revolutionary. Yeah.
0: And I and I'll even say that was the moment. But consistently with him, I feel like, yeah, he wasn't doing it purposely. But just teaching me was that like he'd be like, oh, OK, you got an attitude today. I don't care. Moving on. I'll mm-hmm. talk to you. You know, like it was mm-hmm. just very much so like I'm not letting this affect me. I know who you are. I've accepted exactly. all of who you are. Exactly. Next. And I think that's
1: <laughs> it. Accepting all of somebody. Yes. A lot of times you meet somebody and when you become friends you rarely make somebody like their friend on the, like their bad day yeah because exactly. then you think oh she's got an attitude i'm not gonna do with her at all mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you meet them on a good day in a good mood that uh and then when the tough gets going it's like yeah do you want to deal with that yeah <laughs>
0: it's all of my like, oh this but that's the mark are. of like some real good true friendship yes and so i think yeah that for me what what would you say for yourself um i think the most
1: like again college the most like reflective friendship i ever had was it went from freshman year to senior year and mm-hmm. i say was because it no longer exists okay. but um we were roommates junior and senior and for sophomore year like this is a friend that like if we went somewhere separately a lot of times would be like people would be like oh where's the other one mm-hmm. like we were very mm-hmm. close and um we gained a lot of friends we had a lot of mutuals around us but it was always like uh if these two are in a room no matter how many mutuals are around them these two are gonna fight for each other like mm-hmm. they get all of that And so um, our senior year, though, well, between our junior and senior year, we both went through some things separately. Uh So uh, she went through a lot of personal things that, like, really crushed her. I went through a lot of personal things that really crushed me that we're both probably sitting in counseling about. (laughs) And we didn't come together on those things Mm. because we didn't know how to. I did not know how to talk to somebody, but what I had gone through I don't think she knew how to talk to me about what she'd gone through. And she did eventually. And even then I was hurt because I was like, I can't believe you're telling me so far after the fact. Mm, like, yeah. just stuff like that. But one day she, we lived together. She <laughs> calls me to her room and sat me down and was just talking about, um, in general why she felt like our friendship was deteriorating Mm -hmm. so this was like the first time I can remember a conversation like this where someone that was really close to me was like just calling me on my stuff Mm -hmm. and that's when I was like oh you are a craft friend like (laughs) you had these moments you did these things and we like had some conversation and then um all of a sudden she was like and because of all these deteriorating things that's why I felt like I could do this thing and it was like this big betrayal Mm -hmm. and I was like whoa (laughs) like i was like really 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 crushed really really shocked and when she said it like we might have said 20 words to each other since she said that sentence that's Mm. how blown i was like i got up and i was like i have to walk out of this room or we might end up throwing hands like i gotta get out of this (laughs) house and Mm -hmm. so i got up i walked out i went to like uh (laughs) i went to you know cheyenne now i went to cheyenne's room (laughs) and it's funny because i'm a senior and she's a freshman Mm -hmm. and so i just go to her dorm because it's the closest one and she was like uh like the friend that betrayed me all of our mutuals a lot of them knew and so Mm -hmm. i didn't feel like i could trust any of them either and so this is like the downfall of a lot of college relationships Mm -hmm. this day and so i was like oh i can't go cry to them i can't go cry to them and I was like, she's not attached to any her or anybody in this circle. Let me go talk to her. And she was just like, like she listened well, but I was like, she probably thinks I'm psychotic. Like this girl <laughs> that's a senior is supposed to be helping her through life. It's end up crying on her bed. And I'm just ranting and ranting about everything. But ever since then, because of like the lack of apology and just mm-hmm. like realizing like by the time I simmered down, we were both in such different places mm-hmm. in life. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. But that was a friendship that like, because I – Graduated in 17 and then got married in 18. I never imagined a million years Imagine my wedding without her like next mm. to me, let alone not even invited. Yeah, so it was just yeah. really, really wild and hurtful. But, um, yeah, that was a friendship that like, even though at the end of it, um... Everybody was like, "Oh, Katura, you were definitely like the wronged one in that situation." I still thought about the things that she said before that that made me the wrong one. Mm-hmm. Like, what made mm-hmm. her get to that point? Yeah, and yeah. so I did think about a lot of those things, and those have like stuck with me since.
0: Yeah, no, that's uh, man. <laughs> it's like it's always is, but the 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 needing of these like big moments because yeah. they they shift us in a way, mm-hmm. and I think that even oh, I've been you-
1: such a like intentional mm-hmm. internal second-guessing every move and mm. word to a friend person since yeah. then because yeah. I'm just like I don't I don't know am I doing this right I-
0: <laughs> and I love that word intentional because I yeah. feel like for me that has become like the umbrella over what what how do how do I make a good friendship or at least how do I do my part mm-hmm. to make sure this is a good friendship? Yeah, for sure. And uh, like for me, like that main ingredient is intentionality. Mm-hmm. I
1: think that was a common word in like the friend group that we met in. Mm-hmm. Like yes. just uh, in that space that we were in in Louisville in our churches. Um, There's a lot of intentionality, mm-hmm. and that's what made it what it was. Yes. and it was really really good. Yeah, and I think everybody realized what you have to do. Like it can't just be on one person or a one sided thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really good. Um, I'm trying to think, the Bible said <laughs> uh, yes. um, some good things about being a friend. I just want to bring up that um, Proverbs 17:17. 17, 17, a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for a time of adversity. And I think it's interesting, like the Bible doesn't talk about a friend often. A lot of times when the Bible talks about what we would talk about as friends, it's like brothers or neighbors, because mm-hmm. it doesn't even use the word friend a lot. But uh, what it does in this verse, it brings up adversity. And we just kind of talked about that. Like yeah. friends are like friends thick thin up down like mm-hmm. adversity mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah um and i think just like uh the whole like calling you on being able to call you on your stuff so you think mm-hmm. of the person that's able to admonish you to when you're doing wrong yeah so i'm not just here to cheer you on which is super important mm-hmm. but i'm also here to be like hey these are some ways i think that like you're not hitting the mark you know mm-hmm. or in and obviously those things, you know, look different um, depending on the situation, but that's also, do you take that well from non-believer friends? So I was going to ask you like, what's
1: your non-believer to believer friend ratio? And is that an important thing as a believer?
0: Oh, that's a really good question. (laughs) (laughs) So I will say that, Again, overall, I have a lot of a a lot of my main friends. They came from college, Mm -hmm. and then moving to Louisville, which Mm -hmm. was shortly after college, Mm -hmm. was the other main group of like main point in my life where I'm like, okay, this is this is where I have a a good chunk of friends. Um, Louisville. Was where I accumulated the most of my believing friends.
1: Yeah, I can agree with that.
0: Yeah. And yeah. I, I probably had like uh, maybe one or two from college. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and maybe one that I'm actually like close with. Um, and so, which uh, I guess it could be seen as a pivotal as well. I learned... Uh, like what it looks like to be a friend, but also like how the Bible calls us to walk with one another. Mm -hmm. Like essentially when I think of Louisville, I think of just being convicted about like, you don't have the right to just drop someone because it's not easy. That's not to say that you stay in toxic friendships, but what I'm saying is if there's a, a, a little tift or a rift, like, I don't have the right as a believer mm-hmm. to be like mm, I don't want to do this anymore. Bye. Yeah. Because realistically, this is eternal. Mm-hmm. And so it's like if you are in this to fight with this with me mm-hmm. and fight for this and we're we're like, listen, we're going to let God call us to the mat together, then I'm going to be here. Right. And so ratio-wise, I would say now more of my friends are close friends. Mo- more of my friends are believers. But I I feel like the Lord has even been convicting me. Like, like one, you know, it's not for not that we have these friends, these people in our lives. Right. Um, and two, my non-believing friends, they are from college. Okay. And so there's a history there. Right. The fact that we're even still friends says something. Right. You know, like, we've been sticking in this. And so I'm often reminded, you know I'm a believer. Mm-hmm. You've known this from the jump that, like, mm-hmm. I'm serious about my faith. And so the fact that you're still friends with me, like, yeah, I, I look at those as friendships to help keep me like yes your christian friends keep you accountable but those keep me accountable in a different way yeah because it's like you're like a your you you testimony up. to them yes yeah yeah sure. so what you doing how are you responding mm-hmm. i can't be how talking crazy right yep. <laughs> exactly yep. but and i yeah.
1: didn't really think about that till uh after college mm-hmm. like during college is when i started walking more with the lord and i had some friends on like a similar wave mm-hmm. but when i graduated I think I got grounded more. I was heavier in my church fam more. And um, I looked up and was like, okay, but I still have these friends from college, but they are not on the same wave. Like, what do Mm -hmm. I do? and we like there's too much history there's too much love there to like cut them off yeah so and like you said they've known that like uh i've been a christian since the beginning so Mm -hmm. it's not that i've all of a sudden switching up to the point of like unbearableness it's just (laughs) i'm a little bit more serious a little bit more focused Mm -hmm. but um yeah the friends that i'm thinking about that have seen me through like the ugly the close to god the not close to god like i'm super grateful for them Mm -hmm. like i'm super grateful that they have loved me through it all and never and they've always, they did call me out as in a loving way. They've never made me feel like a hypocrite when they could have. They never made me yeah, like yeah. feel like any kind of way about that. And then, yeah, the believer friends, I think I found myself trying to accumulate them. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. we have that group friend group uh, Yeah, the friend group in Louisville. And then um, when I got married, I was like, now nah, I need couple friends. Yeah. And now I need, it's yeah. like you don't need all your friends to be married, but you need some people you can mm-hmm. talk to mm-hmm. that are, like, on yeah. the same wave and so season all of yeah yeah, that same season it matters a lot and so um and then moving here to maryland uh where we are it was just like okay we gotta start all over Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) but god's been super gracious i prayed about it so hard from like months before we moved here and he's been super super good like we have been surprised by friends Mm. from our louisville fam that are here now the fact that we're both here together and like that seems to be going well and then like friends that we've made at the church and then friends that we've made just socially i'm just like wow lord like i don't feel lacking in community whether it's uh people that are saved or people that are not like i'm grateful to you and i think um for me it's no shortage of people I can be friends with that are yeah. not Christians. Like yeah. like I said, like in the workplace, everybody's mm-hmm. not a Christian, obviously. I have to actually work and be intentional to go for the saved friends. Mm-hmm. And that's because I think um, growing up, where i thought of like the friends that actually were like looking like they were walking with Christ, especially as we were kids Mm i would look at them like why are you like that like Mm -hmm, why are mm -hmm. you why are you that person ew (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah can i even listen to what i want to listen to around you yeah but then like that's like a convicting thing now i'm like okay hmm, i want to get in the car and listen to megan Thee stallion but (laughs) will this person be turned off because of where they are in our kitchen and walk. Mm. And should that make me second guess, listening to Megan Thee Stallion, or should I only go for friends that are in my car that will let me listen to anybody? Like mm. it's just, yeah,
0: you got to gauge what is good for you and your yeah. walk. And yeah. yeah, who will hold you accountable? No. And I, I definitely say that now I I do find myself looking for and desiring like, okay, I have a lot of friends, you know, mm-hmm. but in my effort to not be on that no new friends, mm-hmm. you know, tip, mm-hmm. I'm like, I I do, I I want more Christian friends. Ooh, I um, hate that tip. Yeah, yeah no exactly. I'm like, listen, you <laughs> trust me, you always gonna need people. Listen, you always gonna I, need. Drake people. got a lot of bars, but I listen. really hate that.
1: So <laughs> I hate what it did to people because uh, they were actively like not trying to be kind yes. and open and yeah. welcoming. And I'm like,
0: ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in Maryland. I am currently in Virginia, so that DMV area. Mm-hmm. Um for me, that like Christian friends, quote unquote, means community. Mm -hmm. So it's like, maybe if I didn't live here, I wouldn't even know half of y'all's name when I think of like people at church. Right. But um, we are in this community together. And so I have my close friends. Mm -hmm. But if we're gonna be doing life together, then I need to know a few of y'all real close. Yeah, Yeah. So I'm trying to go deep with like a few of y'all so it's really just trying to figure out like lord who's here who's for me down. yeah like and who's not every church group knows how to do community no <laughs> that is
1: not a normal thing Let so coming y'all. out of college <laughs> my first church experience um and i keep referencing that church experience because it's just different when you're yeah. just in a church because your dad's that pastor yeah when i graduated college in my senior year was the first time <clears throat> i got to like be in a church because i wanted to be in it Mm. i chose the pastor i chose the community and that just like had a massive effect on me and my walk and not to say like no shade to dad but anyway (laughs) um like yeah we went from that church to another church and i was like oh Mm -hmm. everybody doesn't do community groups everybody isn't doing life on life walking together accountability confessing to it like (laughs) what is going on and it's funny because we went to a church that everyone there like my age had been there since they were like five so Mm. they could have been like there was the the ground was there for y'all to yeah. be the bestest closest friends. And they all knew each other's business. They mm. all knew each other's cousins, aunts and mom and dad and who was sick and shut in, but they did not know each other's sin. They did yeah. not know what, like, they probably knew, even knew how they could pray for each other. But it just wasn't, like, intentional. Yeah. It wasn't, like, yeah. real community. It's like, I can be
0: standing next to you and not know nothing they about not you, They were not doing real yeah. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: And so I was like, why is, oh, this is not everywhere. This is something that, like, moving forward, we got to, like,
0: pray about and, and that, seek out. And that's crazy because you, like, you take, like, I don't, I wouldn't say even take it for granted, but you're just, like, you don't realize that this isn't everywhere. Because it
1: feels like a general Christian thing to do. Yes. But <laughs> the more you get into churches, the more ideas you have what's the general christian thing to do you see churches operate differently
0: but you know what i have been learning because i would say the same um for me it's more so this experience i didn't have that in a room that you all had but um i have just learned that like yes not everybody has that but then it's like okay that goodness and that grace that i had Mm -hmm. like because even for for you um Louisville was a pivotal like part in your Christian walk and for me it was as well I would say that was you know it was a few years after college but it was like that was the place where the Lord is like all right sit down yeah I need you to start really walking with a lot of work yes (laughs) and so it's like all right that was a grace that you decided to grow me in a place that did community well Mm -hmm. and so now I'm like dang the Lord is kind of getting on me like I've showed you how to do community and so you can't just go everywhere and expect to be a receiver. Like you've got yeah, to give initiate, too. Yeah, yeah. And, and and you'll find people that are like, mm-hmm. they're willing yeah, to yeah. be on that tip. But sometimes, sometimes you have to be taught it. Yes. Sometimes it has to
1: be like shown. Yes. We try to show it through example of that previous church I'm talking about. And some people were down, you know, they're kind of mm-hmm. like, eh. And like I said, they've been together for years. Mm-hmm. So it was really hard to break that mold that they were in. Yeah. But yeah, you just got to go where you are and model it mm-hmm. if you don't see it. But and it, yeah, we've done it with a few families really well here at this church that we're already at, Mm -hmm. which like I said, I prayed and thank God for his grace that it has happened. But um, I was going to ask you, is Mm -hmm. there a situation or I don't know, scenario in which you're like, oh, I cannot be friends with this person. So we talked about like no new friends is out the window. We're open to everybody. But once you are open, (laughs) are you like, oh,
0: I actually can't. No, no, no. (laughs) So what I will say has always been a red flag for me. Okay. (laughs) Red flag. Um, Is especially with with girls I would I would kind of gauge like oh I'm trying to figure out the best way to like kind of explain it or put words to it but if I saw you and you seem like the type of person where when and if we do have a um kind of a rift you would like go straight to cut me off at the knees Mm. I'd be like Mm. that is not who I want to be friends with because you can get vicious and mean in a way Mm -hmm. that like I'm mm -mm, Mm -hmm. but that has always been my thing is if I see something in you that's like oh you're just mean like you could be really mean that's kind of my like yeah no uh uh-uh yeah that that would be my thing what about you
1: um see it takes a lot for me to have some red flags (laughs) like I said (laughs) I am open to everybody I think my biggest red flag currently in my state of life Mm -hmm. is not a red flag it's just somebody i can't be friends with i hate when i run into guys mm. that i'm like if i were not married we could have been cool or er. so like i'm uh. not in like the space where i'm not allowed to have guy friends but it's hard to have guy friends mm-hmm. outside of my marriage mm-hmm. and that's not like a biblical thing that's just like a preference thing like a christian thing like I don't think you're out here just hanging out with married men. No, <laughs> so no, no, no. It's hard. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Like, even on
0: a platonic thing. Yes. And so
1: And everybody has, like, a debate about that. Mm-hmm. Like, there, that is a very, like, debated topic, even amongst Christians that are married or Christians that are single. I'm like,
0: let's be wise, yeah. especially not one-on-one. Like, right, right, right. We can be right. friends. And it sucks be cool, because but... usually
1: I've met them one-on-one. Like, it might be a guy at work. It uh, might be, like, a guy at, I don't know, a BJ just happened to walk away. <laughs> he walked up uh-huh. or something like that. But, um Yeah, that right now is like, that's the friend that I think about. They're like, yeah, we could have been majorly cooler. But Mm -hmm. now it's like, I hope my husband like you. Otherwise, I won't be talking to you or hanging with you. We ain't gonna text. (laughs) Like, it's just
0: not gonna happen. (laughs) R.I.P. to the friends we could have been.
1: R.I.P., man. like, Because I was that platonic friend. And like, Mm -hmm. that's a lot of, and that's where it comes from, um... Because for me right now, I'm like, yeah, you can have platonic friends. Well, not right now, but when we first got married. Mm-hmm. And then BJ was like, see, I have a different experience of platonic friends and how that looks mm-hmm. when um, and how that's gone. Mm-hmm. And so he was kind of more iffy. And so you also just have to go off people's experiences and respect that. Yeah. And so, yeah, I was really good at that and with that, but I completely understand that now it just looks different. And yeah. you have to be, like, above approach. Like, if you saw me walking around with some guy and he was yeah. never to be seen <laughs> and it's like, this man is not related to <laughs> me, you'd be like, so, what is happening? yeah, what's going on? <laughs> so I don't even need to be in a situation where I'm being questioned. But yeah. That, yeah, those are the friends that I'm like, dang. Yeah.
0: It's It's just such a fine line. It's like, yeah, we don't even. Yeah, that's a whole topic to get it. But it's such a fine <laughs> line between like some people can just like do opposite sex friendships well. Mm-hmm. And some people it's just like. Yeah. So you're single.
1: A- you mentioned Denzel. You said it's like your brother. Do you have yes. like a good not a good
0: amount, but do you, you have platonic friendship with guys? I do, but <laughs> what I'm learning, I'm like, okay, Lord, okay. Um, <laughs> Denzel is probably the only friend for me that um yeah that there, there's been nothing like he's yeah. like i'm like you know probably helps that I'm, I'm not attracted to him in that way but i feel like i can even be like now because we've been friends so long i'm like look you look handsome today you know yeah, you yeah, look yeah. nice but like yeah he's he's just my brother he yeah. is now the other friendships of mine male friendships um yeah if i'm being real honest with myself yeah nah i i've caught feelings yeah yeah i it, mean it, it, it can yeah. be tough yeah yeah <laughs>
1: it can be tough i don't know what happened to me and maybe it's like the you only had brothers or you always played co-ed sports growing up but i have a like friend zone and stick to that <laughs> and then i totally like i take everything as being friend zoned mm. and yeah i've only had like a couple of friends growing up or times where i've been like oh some lines have been crossed or blurred mm-hmm. and here we are or i used to hate when I, you got older and dudes would like uh, there have definitely been moments where yeah. it was like you portrayed as with this like started platonic mm-hmm. but then you like threw something in
0: on the low yeah, low there yeah. now i'm like
1: huh well and then r.i.p to the friend that yes! comes in.
0: <laughs> and that's the thing is just like it's like i would be open i personally want more single male friends because yeah. i just think that there's a lot we can learn from yeah. them that yeah. from each other that i'm like me just being surrounded by women is is great But I can't like they can't speak to a man in the way that you can. Right. Um, So that is something that I desire more of. But like I said, it's just kind of a it's a wonky fine line. But what I have enjoyed and like pray that the Lord would even grow that is with my married friends Mm -hmm. to be able to be friends with the husband and the wife. Yeah. And to like this is you know this friendship obviously is different because you're married but it's like this communal friendship where I get this male point of view yeah yeah, exactly and it's just like no y'all talk to me and Mm -hmm. you really do feel like if I had a sister that's married you know and it's like oh yo this is my brother-in-law like right yeah just kind of like I have appreciated um the friendships where I have married couples and they're able to speak into my life um and they feel they almost more so feel like brothers Mm -hmm. because it's like oh well i i already know you have a wife
1: yeah all things are down yeah like it's just exactly so i can just breathe and just be like listen yes you know (laughs) man i pray for the platonic friendships out there i really i'm an advocate and i'm like i know it could happen it's just hard Mm -hmm. like it's it's sometimes it's one person and sometimes it's two people yeah but it is just hard but um Mm, yeah uh, what was I going to say? Oh, can you be close to somebody after being close friends? I mean, not close. Can you be cool with somebody after being close friends and then not anymore? So say me and you fell off, not out, but off and didn't even like talk for like two years. And maybe there was some hurt there. Maybe there's some question marks, but then we come back later all of a sudden and they're just like, I'm not like, Hey, let's be besties and do a podcast again,
0: but let's like just catch up, talk. Like, can you be cool with people after that? Yeah. I mean, so I, I hate when people are like, it's all about the energy, but realistically I think like the energy someone comes back with, like if someone is coming back with sincerity, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I will say I am a softie for like, no, like, yeah, like let's, let's yeah. do this. And if you are sincere, um, and we're able to be open and honest with each other, then let's do that. Mm-hmm. You know, like let's, yeah, like I'm here for it. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say I could. I think it would just, like, it would be, again, that intentionality yeah. and that sincerity yeah. of, like, let's talk a, let's talk about this. Because I'm like, let's, I am, I'm like a, we got to have some sort of closure. Like, let's not ignore it. <laughs> Listen, man,
1: why doesn't everybody value closure? <laughs> just in general, mm. closure is so important. And I think some people try to make you feel like, you doing a lot? Are you extra? Are you crazy? Cause you want some? But closure is normal. Yeah, I feel like it's the more mature route to go. Yeah, but yeah. Even if, yeah. and it can
0: look different ways even it if can. you know even if someone's like i don't have an answer for you but this you know but there needs to be some I sort of do what's best for me like yes. something simple yes but like a <laughs> lack of words that's it could that could be tough we can come back from it just know that it is tough yeah and even more so though if you want to come back but you don't want to address it then 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 that i'd be like i don't know that we can come back because mm-hmm. we got to address mm-hmm. because now in the back of my head it's like an elephant in the room yes. every time we're talking and i'm like so what we gonna do about this thing yes. it's taking up a lot of space yes like, like the yeah. one
1: friend that i was talking about about in high school that um I was like chop cut her off uh that was probably during fall like Mm. I was playing volleyball and then we ran track together so Mm -hmm. we come back to track season and she's acting like nothing happened like trying to be cool again like (laughs) sit with me at the track beats like we used to and I let her because I was like nice in college I mean high school and just like would not I was just kind of always side-eyeing though like Persist. Mm-hmm. Like we're not addressing what and you I mean, did. I I
0: get it because like sometimes it's easier. I have been mm-hmm. that person that's like, oh, I don't want to talk about this. And if they're not, mm-hmm. but I've just learned like wisdom. No, that's not it. No, like, this needs to be there. talked through. It's there yes. in your head, mm-hmm.
1: and then if you It'll don't, fester. everybody doesn't have that wisdom to know it's there. So they might be really just like Walton thinking everything's Gucci. Don't know about the elephant in your head. Like, <laughs> no, we gotta talk. And um, I think we've already touched on this, but I just want to emphasize it because it's important in our 20s. We talked about how hard this age range and age range is for friends. Mm-hmm. Do you need constant communication to be considered friends? And I laugh because girls answers is always different from men. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. I'm the friend that like my closest, well, not closest, my longest two friends that I've had that were like in my wedding, none of them says middle and high school. We all might talk like two or three times a month, which Mm -hmm. it's not constant. It's not Mm -hmm. every day. It's not every week. And I don't need that. I'm one of those people we can easily pick back up. Because you asked me on a Monday how life is. It's likely it's the same on a Friday. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm definitely not that person that you have to call me every day. Let me get some updates. And and then I'll be able to. Yes. And I hate repetitive conversations Mm -hmm. like, uh, it blows my mind that my mother can talk on the phone every single day. I'm like, who are you talking to? Do you just have that long of a list of friends in like your catch-up rotation? Or are you and Barbara talking about stuff that's the same as Wednesday? Like,
0: why do y'all talk that much? Oh, man. So I will say because majority, or initially majority of my friends were like from college. And then I graduated. I moved away. Everybody kind of dispersed. I feel like because of that, I am well acquainted with, what friendship is when we are not in proximity so that yeah. was also kind of a, a you know a, a pivotal point too um so phone for me is is huge and yeah. like I spoke of Denzel he gets mad at me if I call him on the phone he's like listen we're facetiming like I'm gonna see your face <laughs> this is how we communicate if we're okay? gonna talk at this point yes, yeah yeah like exactly. if we can talk in a month I may as well yeah. You. yeah um but but I think I think for me too it's just it's just levels I have some friends where we do talk more so every you know two or three months, mm-hmm. you know, because just that's the way that life is, but mm-hmm. we have a mutual understanding, mm-hmm. um but then also it is to like, hey, if you ever in the area, we catching up, like yeah, like yeah, you kind con- like we're we're calling, but we're also yeah. planning to meet up. um I have some friends that we gonna talk at least once a week, if not more, and mm-hmm. that's our baseline like mm-hmm. we we those are the ones that it's like we in each other's mm-hmm. lives, like that's us walking together via the phone
1: yeah and those proximity friends you mentioned like well, you might talk more if you're in proximity i think mm-hmm. i talk to those people even less like mm. i might text you but my text is saying let's go meet in person yeah like if you're a proximity friend yes. i just want to see you exactly. i just want you to come over i want to go to the mall i want to go eat like we're about to go hang no 100%. i'm still not gonna text you every day like yes. <laughs> if i text yeah. you it's like the purpose yeah no 100 i would yeah. i would
0: 100 agree with that like yeah if, if you right here when we meeting up next. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. That's all we're talking in. about. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I'll fill you in. Like I am not, yeah, we're yes. not doing this. Cause that's a, that's a necessity where everybody else. Yeah. We yeah, have yeah. to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't yeah. have to do that. Yes, man.
1: Well, I'm glad we got into some friendship stuff. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we have brought up some things for people to think about. Yeah. And, um, edified them to remember, like the Bible says friends are made for times of adversity. So mm-hmm. I think if you got anything from this, Ignore all of our opinions and our stories and antinotes. Maybe you got something from that but the biggest thing being like being intentional yes. that's important Intentionality. and if you are a believer uh community is important mm-hmm. if you're not if you look up and realize you're one of those churches we was talking about that's like not doing community well maybe just you and like two other people y'all start doing community and people like notice life on life yes. and people see that and the effects of it and it's super helpful like it will grow
0: for sure and i would even add that that's that for the christian that if you do because like i said i think it was a great question where you asked about the ratio yeah. of believing friends versus non-believing and I think that does say something about you we know that Mm -hmm. you know statistics say the you know five closest people that really is a reflection of Mm -hmm. you and so I would say for the believer if you look around and you're like majority of my friends aren't believers Mm -hmm. then that's kind of a little bit of a red flag and that's not saying
1: cut them off yeah just say add some believers exactly add some accountability exactly and I don't think anybody's main circle should just be an echo chamber so I think you should have a mix like Mm -hmm. three to two four to one whatever it be of um, I don't think it's good for believers to look up and realize you only know believers. Yeah. So like it's not yes, good no, 100%, for. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Like I don't think it's good for anybody, whatever you are, to look up and be like, I only know people that are exactly like me. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. And I would also say, because this is something that I, I got from a podcast on friendship that I listened to, I would challenge you as the listener to think about your closest, you know, believing friends and challenge them like, hey, do you all feel close enough to share Um, your sins, you know, where we're, do we, are we close enough to share our sins, you know, to one another and really be like, Hey, pray for me on this, Mm -hmm. you know, or, you know, if, if if I'm slipping, I I want you to tell me, tell Mm -hmm. me about myself. Mm -hmm. So I think that like, um, an application I would say is, is pour into sometimes we have to be the pressure in those friendships. Mm -hmm. And if they're good, they're going to respond to it. You know, those, those, you know, friends around us are going to be like, oh, yo, this is good. Mm. Also, uh, we didn't get into this, but, um. One thing that has been helpful f- for me as well is flowers. Like, give your friends flowers. And I don't mean physical flowers, even though mm-hmm. those are nice. But, like, let's let's tell our friends and the people around us that we love them and we appreciate them while they're here. There's like no that, shortage um, of hype in our circle. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> oh, you get your nails done, hyping you up. Like,
1: like I see you. For the smallest <laughs> things, yes. Like,
0: hype your people up. Yeah. Give them their flowers. Yeah. And so, and, and honestly... That really just falls under intentionality. Yeah. So. And people that aren't even your people. There mm-hmm. are people
1: that are my people because we met hyping each other
0: up. Yeah. Like
1: hype <laughs> some strangers. Yeah. <laughs> you never know might might happen. Yes. So um, this was um here to edify. Again, I'm Katura. And I'm Astrid, and we hope
0: to see you next time.
1: Bye.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Only talk I do is edifying. They say preach, they say church when I'm testifying. Here you running at the mouth. That's a lot of mileage.